1: Of the world, Steve Fingerstyle.
0: So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by Black Belt CBD. If you're into CBD products or you want to try CBD products for the very first time, please visit blackbeltcbdproducts.com. Use promo code THEPODCAST25. You'll get 25% off. They ship within North America. This is more geared towards your athlete, but your everyday blue-collar worker works for you as well. Anyone who has aches and pains anywhere on your body, you do not ingest this, you do not smoke this, it is strictly rub ons and roll ons and lotions, so it's all on top of your skin. It absorbs, if it makes your muscles feel great. Very low THC, less than 1%. You will not get high if that's what you're worried about. Uh, but they also have THC infused stuff, so if you do want to get high, you could get that as well. So go visit blackbeltcbdproducts.com. If you're into nerd culture or you like collectibles and signed memorabilia of the sports kind, please visit First Row Collectibles. They are at firstrow.ca. Use promo code THEPODCAST20. This is a Canadian company based out of Winnipeg, Manitoba. So to all you American listeners, everything you see there is in Canadian funds, so it's a little bit cheaper rate for you. Like I said, they update daily. They got everything from wrestling figures to signed memorabilia to comic books. Anything you need or want that's sports or nerd-related, they have there. And if you want to support me directly, you can visit my merchandise store at tpublic.com. Or you can scroll down on your device, it's embedded right there in today's description. Click on the link, it takes you right to the merchandise store. I got everything you need from hoodies to t-shirts to baby onesies to COVID masks to travel mugs to phone cases. Literally anything you need or want is right there. But the most important thing that you could do to help me out, it's free of charge, takes you two seconds. And like I said, the most important thing, most important thing is to rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms. Most specifically, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So, this week's guests are the two men behind the upcoming release of the Mortal Kombat Encyclopedia, Mike Ivory and Tommy Gagnon. Hey. Hello. What's going on, guys? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great way to start off.
2: (laughs) Another good day, man. It's uh, it's, uh, it's a good day to be here with you, and uh, we're happy to be here
0: yeah so okay so people know mike where are you from tommy where are you from mike you go first
2: uh i'm from pennsylvania in the united states uh specifically philadelphia and i'm from
3: uh i'm from uh, canada from the province of quebec i live in saint jerome people in the province of quebec
0: usually know montreal so it's about 30 minutes up north from montreal oh okay there you go i've been to montreal a few times obviously being from toronto myself and uh, it's it's great over there so i'm glad to have a fellow canadian on the show today (laughs) yeah that's cool so obviously the reason why i have these guys on is mortal Kombat. okay first questions first you guys went through multiple name changes to the book what uh, okay first how come and what is the official name that you guys are going to release it under
2: Uh, Right now, we're going with the Mortal Kombat compendium, with a K, um, because these are outlawed in Mortal Kombat, unless you're Chameleon, the male version. Um, And uh, we changed that because it kind of felt cleaner than just calling it a Mortal Kombat encyclopedia. Okay. Uh, It just kind of felt like we wanted to give it its own name, versus... Uh, you know, cause there's a Marvel encyclopedia, there's a DC encyclopedia, there's a Batman encyclopedia, there's a Spider-Man encyclopedia, there's a Street Fighter encyclopedia, right. you know, but there's not a, there's not a ton of compendiums. Um, so the combat compendium kind of sounds better and it flows off the tongue a little better. Um, and the decision to do that was kind of this past, uh, I think it was last year we rebranded, um, and decided to roll forward with that. Also, it looks better on the cover. Um, And uh, for design choice, and, and, you know, my my partner played a big role in that, and I can let Tommy kind of lend some insight to that, too. Uh,
3: Yeah, design-wise, it's uh, very inspired by the games themselves. Back when we started, it was during Mortal Kombat X, so most of the book uh, had the look and feel of Mortal Kombat X, but it's been (laughs) a lot of years since uh, we've been doing this. So we had time to move on to Mortal Kombat 11. So now we're redesigning also the book completely with the look and feel of Mortal Kombat 11 based oh. on the user interface
0: of the game. Oh, that makes sense. So you guys said you've been working on it for years. So when did this idea pop into your head? Who was the originator? Who reached out to who? Was this a combined effort? What's the origin story behind this?
2: Uh, so uh, oh, go ahead,
3: Tommy. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I've have always thought it would be a good idea to have a, a book about Mortal Kombat. Books are cool. It's not the same thing as going on Wikipedia on the internet. Right. That's good for information, but having a real book is even cooler. But it was just an idea in my head, and one day on a message board on the uh, Mortal Kombat Online.com, I saw a post by a guy asking if people were interested in doing this, and it was Mike.
2: So I, I posted it in 2015, and it started as uh, uh, an idea, and then I created a petition like everybody else did in 2015 because uh, God knows petitions were at an all-time high. And people wanted Tremor, people wanted Molina, people wanted all kinds of crazy characters in the games. So I said, hey, why not us? So we created this petition, and uh, I actually... Uh, did it because of the advice of uh, the writer of uh, Mortal Kombat 11 and Injustice and the Mortal Kombat X comic books, Sean Kittleson, oh, okay. who I actually went on to form uh, a friendship with. Um, and then Tommy and I kind of took off, and we started platforming and, and uh, getting mock-ups created, and it started as just kind of ideas, and then uh, it eventually became you know, traveling for Mortal Kombat-based events to show off what we have, and uh, creating actual prototypes of books. Yeah,
3: because I, I, at the beginning, the idea was, let's get Warner Brothers to see that this is something that people want.
0: Mm, right.
3: So we had a few pages done, and people would sign the petition, and it's like, look, that would look so cool, and this is something that people would buy if you, re- if you released it. We weren't getting much chances from them. So as time went on, we ended up
0: designing it completely. Oh, that's so cool. Okay, so you brought it up. Uh, Warner Brothers. So do you guys have the backing behind Warner Brothers or NetherRealm Studios? Like, do, do the big honchos up there know what's going on with you guys?
2: So it's kind of a, a gray area. Um, we went out to NetherRealm Studios in March okay. for Final Cut. And we dropped off a couple of prototype books there. Um, and multiple NetherRealm Studios employees, uh, basically wanted copies of the prototype to kind of see it and kind of have it. Okay. Um, but we dropped it off the air for their main marketing director, uh, Brian Goodman. Um, and I haven't heard anything back since obviously because COVID, uh, had hit. Of course. And then, um, but every contact, uh, it's, it's been about once a year. Um, contact with consumer products at Warner Brothers has been uh, kind of like a wait and see, uh, not at this time type thing. But at the times, uh, the movie wasn't in development, so our window's kind of currently sitting open. Mm. Um, but COVID's kind of proving to be an obstacle. So of course, uh, it, it's kind of a like I said a gray area. I mean, when you have a number of merchandise coming out for Mortal Kombat this year. I mean, it, there is a lot this year. There's statues, there's action figures, there's, you know, there's t-shirts, there's, yeah. there's DLC, there's multiple versions of the game, there is arcade one-up cabinets. There's everything That's coming right. out from Mortal Kombat. Yep. And then you have the movie coming out, you know, within the next 6 months. Obviously, it's probably going to get pushed back, but um it's our window has never been more open. So, uh we're just kind of waiting um, but we do plan to make one more pitch uh, when the movie comes out, and say, "Hey, listen, this will be the complete, you know, Mortal Kombat tome for everybody." We're looking at like a massive book that all collectors would want in their collections. It includes everything from Mortal Kombat one to eleven, and it includes the movies, the animated movies, Scorpions' Revenge, all Perfect. that stuff.
0: I was going to ask um, that. Okay. And
2: it's surprising the amount of stuff
3: that there is in the franchise because I think the current prototype is around uh, four hundred fifty pages, and there's still stuff that I would add. We have to cut stuff because there's not enough, not enough room, and since we're paying for printing right. uh, ourselves for the prototypes, it's very expensive. So we have to put a cut of somewhere, and around four hundred pages, four hundred fifty pages is is the is the most the most we can have. Uh, pages wide that we can't pay for when we print the prototypes. But we still have some
0: stuff that would be great to add that we can no longer add. So did you guys uh, add the Shaolin Monks game and uh, MK Mythology Sub-Zero game in there as well? Or was that cut out? Uh, They are in there, but all the side games are only a spread with a few pictures
1: and explanation of the stories. We're mostly focusing on the main games, Okay. Uh, the eleven games and, uh, and the main series and all the characters so we don't really
3: talk about the side characters from the like ah uh, well we do have uh, Jim and gemini from mortal kombat special forces and our secondary characters page but we don't really go much
0: into those games so okay what's going to be in this it's an encyclopedia so obviously you're gonna have pictures and stuff i would like how, how are you guys going to lay this out is it going to be story driven is it going to be stat driven uh, how is the book going to look in the final draft? So
2: right, right. Now, um, right now, the idea is we started off with um, all of the basic uh, Mortal Kombat lore. So you have your story, right? Okay. Story overlay goes from pre-MK1 until MK11. So that story overlay is probably about 10 pages long. And that goes, and we have like uh, markers where it says, hey, this is where MK1 is, this is where MK2 is, this is where MK3 is, and then where things transition. Okay. And then we go into things like artifacts, like important artifacts that are part of the Mortal Kombat universe, like the Kami Dogu, and Shinnok's Amulet, and Raiden's Staff, and things like that. Sure. And then we go into things like races, the different races in the Mortal Kombat oh,
0: universe. Okay.
2: And then you have the Saurians, you have the Tarkatans, you have, you know, Adenians. All those races are broken down. And then we go even further. So then we break down the clans. So we have the Shirai right we have the 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 Lin Kuei, we have mm. all those folks broken down. And then after that, we finally get into the characters.
3: Okay. We, uh, we do have the ramps too.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have the realms as well. So we break down all the realms, even the ones... All the main
3: ones and all the side ones that were mentioned once or twice?
2: Yep. So we have all the realms as well. Like, even the mirror realm that's only mentioned in, I think it's MK1 and MKX. Mm -hmm. That's in there. Uh, We include all that stuff. So before we even get into characters, we include games. We include mini-games. We include uh, different, you know fatalities alities. we include right. everything that's part of the mortal Kombat universe before we even get to the characters and then once we get to the characters the characters are the bulk of it um that takes up a whole chunk and then it goes sure. into the arenas the arenas are another chunk because um. there is no like l- limit to the amount of uh arenas where you can kill somebody sure and Certain certain areas get remade, like, six times over the course of 28 years, like the pit. Right. So we have oh. to note them all.
3: There's so many variations of the pit. Uh, also others, like the Living Forest. Like, it's in right. Mortal Kombat 2, it's in Mortal Kombat 4.
2: So we, we treat every one as a separate one, so you can get an idea of what it looks like and how it plays. And then we go into... Um, Guest characters, because guest characters have become a staple in in the Mortal Kombat universe. Okay, and then we and then we go into minor characters. Uh, so minor characters, there's at least four or five pages of those, <laughs> and they may only show up in one game or for like five seconds, but they they're there. And then um, we have the comics, we have the movies, uh, and then after that, it kind of is our our thank you
0: oh there you go that sounds fantastic okay so you, you brought it up too right at the end there the guest appearances now that is so common in mortal kombat dlc obviously as of this recording the newest uh i guess celebrity to grace mortal kombat is rambo and it is voiced by sylvester stallone what are your thoughts with these drop-in characters do you think it adds value to mortal kombat or do you think it uh, waters it down I think it helps, uh,
3: at least to some degree, it helps to bring more uh, casual fans who are not necessarily Mortal Kombat fans. Okay. So that brings more money, which in turn gives them more uh, more incentive to create more Mortal Kombat. So you know Rambo is probably going to, uh, even if Melina and Rain are highly, highly requested characters, there's a good chance that Rambo on his own will sell more than them. Right. So then. Oh, maybe with all that money we can do DLC 3 And then maybe we can get Smoke
0: and Ermac or uh, Chameleon back Oh, I, I see your method of thinking Yeah, that makes sense So in your opinions, what are your favorite that has been a celebrity guest on Mortal Kombat?
3: Uh, I'd say uh, I'd say Kratos Well, that's Ooh. not a celebrity, that was a, a guest
0: Well, yeah, close enough though Yeah
3: it was good, yeah, he, uh, he had a good moveset, very cool, but uh, all, uh, mostly, uh, most weapons, the fatalities were cool.
0: And what about you, Mike? Uh, uh, since Tommy stole Kratos, uh, <laughs> I'm going
2: to go with, I'm with uh, the Predator, um, I thought the Predator really, well, uh, from the outros, where he would take the skull to the, the ship, and... Keep it as the the fatalities to the Carl Weathers skin they gave Jax. I mean that was pretty cool. Um, I mean I also feel like the guest characters do bring some type of value to the game. Okay. A lot of people are gonna rage and say, you know, I'm tired of these guest characters. <clears throat> They're taking Mortal Kombat character spots. Well, there's right. there's a an argument to that, right? So. Warner Brothers obviously comes into this and says, hey, listen, we're going to do another Mortal Kombat game when they sit down with NetherRealm Studios. And they say, we need you to pick, you know, five or six spots or whatever for guest characters, and this is where your financial allotment's going to go. And that's going to bring in these type of fans. Those fans will boost your numbers. And then your game will sell this many units. In turn, that'll allow you to do so many title updates. So, like, people will swear up and down that Terminator, Joker, Spawn, uh, Peter Weller's um, RoboCop, and Rambo probably won't sell as much, but I can guarantee you they probably did. Because anytime there's a guest character in any other fighting game, you're probably going to have boosted numbers as well and I'm, I'm pretty sure that if if there wasn't the money there they wouldn't do it
0: and you know what I hate to say it it happened with me because I'm an old school Mortal Kombat guy like I played the, my favorites are 1, 2, 3 and 4 after that I kind of fell off but what brought me back again was the DLC pack for... And actually, I got it on the video, oddly, oddly enough, was when F- Freddy Krueger graced Mortal Kombat. And I'm a huge Freddy Krueger fan. Everyone knows that's, that's my horror guy, especially now during Halloween and stuff. So that brought me back into Mortal Kombat, right? So it worked for me. So what they're doing, I guess, does work on certain people. So the people who are naysayers and the ones who are saying no, I, I hate to say it, they already have your money, so they're not going after you, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: Exactly. And if you look at the, the upcoming DLC, and you're like, oh, Smoke is coming back, or... And you're like, oh, it wasn't the last game. It's not
0: necessarily exciting right. for
3: a, a guy like you, who hasn't played in a while. I know all these characters.
0: Yes. I... And they, they, they do a tremendous job with the guests. They do. With all the the, the Easter eggs, the references to the movies. Yes. Exactly. Even, even... They, they do... A great job. Even like you said, with Kratos' move set, even with Freddy Krueger's move set, like it felt like you were Freddy Krueger. It wasn't something like forced, right? Yeah,
2: I would have preferred that they got Robert England's Freddy Krueger uh. because they got Robert, they got Robert England to play Scarecrow in Injustice Two. Right. So yeah, I don't see couldn't have, but uh, Freddy was a good addition. I just wish they could have had Jason and Freddy in the same game
0: yeah that would have been actually pretty cool right
2: the guests bring uh, also have like we had we didn't
3: have the robert england version of freddy there seems to be a lot of problems with movie rights like if if there's three movies True. and a trilogy maybe the rights are owned by different companies so they cannot get them all so we know from the copyrights uh, we've seen for rambo that mm. We're not going to get old Rambo from the later movies, right? Because all the copyrights are from the first three movies, because they, they did not get the rights for the other ones. So we're not going to get old Rambo from the uh, from the new movies. Same thing with Terminator. People wanted uh, at least a skin from Terminator 2. Sure. But they they attempted to do something that resembled it, using the young Arnold from. Dark Fate. I think that's the. I think all the stuff we have is from Dark Fate because that's the copyright. The after the for Terminator, not the
0: older movies. Yeah, that totally makes sense. So, is there anyone that you want to see from pop culture, Grace, Mortal Kombat, that hasn't been there? Do you guys have anyone in particular? John Wick. Who's that?
2: John Wick.
0: John Wick. There you go. <laughs>
3: just Justice at the Ninja Turtles I'd like to see the Shredder think, in Mortal Kombat
0: oh that's a good one too yeah I, I can't really think of anything off the top of my head I'd like to see like some maybe uh, crossover from Marvel or because obviously they did it with DC so now to see someone from Marvel go over like Wolverine for example being Canadian of course so something <laughs> like that but obviously again copyrights and this and that you, it's going to be far <laughs> from and, and Warner Brother owns DC so it's exactly Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Ed Boon did mention in, a, in an interview that they nearly did a DC versus Marvel game. Oh! It
3: nearly wasn't that stable at some point.
0: Well, you never know. It could happen because at least in the Lego world, they have the rights to DC and Marvel. They just can't do them together, right? So that's maybe as close as we'll get to something like that. <laughs> well, and, you
2: have, and you have Fortnite, who has Deadpool and Joker in the same game.
0: Ah, true. See? <laughs> So there you go, you never know, you never know. So what got you guys hooked on Mortal Kombat? What made you love it? Are you guys from the original or did you guys come in midway or afterwards? Uh, original, I think okay. I
3: think the first game I saw was Mortal Kombat 2. Okay. Uh, that my uh, older cousin had. And you know, when you're a kid and you see how violent it is, yes. it's just so cool. I
1: remember getting Mortal Kombat One later on, oh. uh, after playing two on the
3: Super Nintendo, and there was no blood, yes. only
0: seven characters. It didn't look good. It it was a big disappointment as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. What about you, Mike?
2: Yeah, I started with Mortal Kombat One. Okay. And I, I, I had no blood, uh, but the ninjas <laughs> sucked me in, right? Because it was the '90s, and I was a big Spider-Man fan. Right. So, like Spider-Man, he had the black suit. And you had Venom going on at the same time, and Carnage. So, like, that aesthetic sucked Mm. me in. And, like, the ninjas being there, uh, and Scorpion being able to take his mask off, and it was, like, a skull.
0: Right. Like, when you
2: figure that out, like, that was it. And then, like, later down the line, when, like, you know, there's schoolyard talks, because I was a kid. And, like, people would shoot the shit and be like, hey, did you know that you could, like... There's blood in the game. And I was like, no, there's not. It's just sweat. And they were like, no, no, no. And there's Green Ninja. And I was like, no shit. So then my, my friend at the time, uh, I went over to his house. I would go over there like once a week. Right. And he showed me. Like, he did the whole thing, like the, the upcut of the pit, the Santa Claus crossing the moon. And I was like, holy shit, there's so much you have to do to get to this fight. And like I remember being absolutely blown away by like the reptile fight. Yes. And then he couldn't even seal the deal. Like reptile kicked the ass, and then I remember reptile peeling back the mask and like the skull being there and like firing yeah. that flame and just like lighting his ass up. And I was like, "Oh man!" Like from that day on, it was like I have to keep up with the series. Like, I think, I think when three came out, I fell off because none of the characters I loved were in it. Oh, uh, okay. And then I fell in love with with Saktor, mm. uh, um, and the Robo Ninjas and. uh yeah. And then, like, I was skating one day at, like, the roller rink, because everyone went to the roller rink uh, on the weekends at that age. Right. Uh, for whatever reason. And we <laughs> skated around at an arcade, and they had Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3. And that demo reel sucks you in, man. Yeah. Like, where they show you all the <laughs> moves. That was it, man.
3: And they, they, they brought back all the ninjas for Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3.
0: Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, because I'm the same way I use, guys. I started a little bit earlier. I, I was at uh, the arcades. I That's when I saw Mortal Kombat for the first time. And then I saw Mortal Kombat 2 in the arcades. But I, I own the Sega Genesis, so fortunately, I got to see Blood all the time. So f- for me, it was fantastic, right? But there was just something. like Mortal Kombat sucked me in. This is what I tell everyone. Mortal Kombat sucked me in, but Mortal Kombat 2 kept me there. Like There's just something about Mortal Kombat 2, even a, to a degree, Mortal Kombat 3 a little bit, but... There's something about Mortal Kombat 2 that just, everything about it is, I to me, in my mind, maybe not now, it doesn't stand the test of time, obviously, because of mechanics and stuff, but at the time, that was the most perfect fighting game that you could deliver to uh, a, a teenage boy at that time.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree, and there was enough secrets to keep you, to keep yes. you playing it, figure it out, because to fight noobs at Tybot, you had to literally play and win, like, 25 matches. <laughs>
0: Right, that?
2: like you had to literally stand there and <laughs> like play straight through. So it, it, it definitely did have some some appeal. And games these days don't have the same secrets.
0: No, and, and... Or, or they do. There there's some secrets in Mortal Kombat 11, and we know
3: there's some secrets because uh, Mortal Kombat 11 has a lot of de- data miners, but we have no idea how to how to pull the secrets. We only
0: we only know they exist somewhere in the game see but isn't that what makes it more fun because again you guys would know this growing up back then there was no internet so it was all hearsay it was going to the to the 7-eleven and checking out the magazines from GamePro and all that stuff and seeing all the secrets because we don't know how to perform finishers we just either saw someone do it or we just kept practicing and feeding that machine until we got it right yeah
2: i miss GamePro. <laughs>
0: I missed the magazines. Right. I didn't have that much of a problem because when, when
3: I uh, first started playing the game with my cousin, he had the full move set
0: oh. written in a book,
3: so I had access to everything from
0: the start. See, no, I only started getting all the move w- once I think Mortal Kombat three came out, and then I went back, and then they had everything available again, even with all the secrets and stuff. And speaking of secrets, have you guys included like all the secrets throughout the years in your encyclopedia as well? I think we mentioned
2: some of them. One of the ones we mentioned is Perdality. Um, yeah, but like a lot of those characters that were secrets kind of became mainstays, so mm. they kind of didn't become secrets anymore. So like, there right. just are proper secrets, but like they kind of flesh themselves out mm. over the years. So it's kind of like they're not secret anymore. Gotcha. So it's kind of been uh, it, we don't really note it anymore. It's just kind of. That they started it as a secret character, but we have this thing called uh, Threads of War, where the character's image is shown over the test of time. So, starting in Mortal Kombat One until oh, now. Okay. And one of the things we we show is their original appearance. So, Reptile's MK One appearance is, right. you know, his his green uh, scorpion Sub Zero. Um, so we we do show their initial appearance, and we do show. We do note when their original appearance is, so fans know when they appear. So, like, if they go to look back at MK1 and they say, hey, Reptile's not on the select screen, I wonder why. Hmm. Well, Reptile's in the game, but you got to find them. So, why would we take that away from somebody who wants to do the, the, the homework? You know what I mean? We do
1: have a fun fact. Section for each character. Okay, so some of the stuff can be written there like uh, Obviously
3: on the scarlet page we're gonna talk that she started as a rumor in mortal kombat 2
1: mm. And that she
3: was not a real character until mortal kombat 9 and we have a spread on all on uh, all the uh, The fake characters
0: and rumors because a lot of rumors uh, cool. came out true But right. there was also a
3: lot of things that was completely false <laughs> that everyone talked about and we have a spread detailing most mostly all the ones that that are still
2: remembered today oh, yeah we the... have aqua we have Nimbus we have uh scarlet we have crimson we have um chrome who is the most recent one
1: okay.
2: uh we have you know all those guys are 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 present on our rumored slash fakes pages.
0: So what are your favorite... I'm going to put you on the spot now. You could only pick one or two. What are your favorite character in Mortal Kombat throughout the years? Uh, Scorpion. Oh, that was easy.
3: <laughs> uh, I have a top five, but I think this first one is
0: right Oh, really? Okay. See, I'm going old school yeah. as well. I, mine, mine was always Johnny Cage. Yeah, jo- Johnny Cage is in my top five. Now, what about favorite but- fatality? Ooh. Cyrax from uh, deadly Alliance okay for those That's who haven't played ex- explain th- explain that fatality uh, he, he opens his chest and a big
3: like uh, middle arm comes out and grabs the character by the head and he pulls him inside his body
2: it makes no sense but the guy enters his body completely right. and then it,
3: sh- it it just shakes like you hear buses and then the chest opens and it just an explosion of uh, Buddy parts and blood. <laughs> That's one of my
2: favorites.
0: Mike? So,
2: I think mine is a tie. Okay, uh, sure. Between Scorpion and Noob Saibot, And both of them are, are in Mortal Kombat 9. All so, right. Scorpion is... He walks up to you and he jams a spear into your shoulder. And then wraps the chain around your neck and then kicks you through a portal that leads to the nether realm. And then wow. the portal opens up above his head, and the corpse that is charred drops down, hanging there. And just like, he's, he's still holding the, the chain for the spear, and it's just hanging, like, the, the skin is flayed off. And then the other one is Noob Saibot's uh, wishbone fatality, where him and his yeah. <laughs> split you apart by the legs. Slowly. And then all the entrails just fall out. Like, those two are some of the, like, I I cringed the first time I saw it. Like, I was like, oh, God. (laughs) A a fun thing about that Scorpion
3: Fatality, I think it was a late uh, addition, because Scorpion's uh, second fatality at first was the one quench has with a sword. Oh, the one where he puts the
2: head in the middle
3: yeah but then i think since it was two sword fatalities for scorpion and he can do much more than sword fatalities this one ended up on quan chi and then they invented the one where you hang the guy through the nether realm Mm,
0: yeah those are all good see again i have to go old school keeping with my theme my my favorite of all time because when i first saw this my jaw just dropped to see the inside of someone split in half by kung lao in mortal kombat 2 The first time you yeah. saw that ever, it was like, whoa, this is now on a different level. This is no longer just heads being blown off or people getting frozen and and shattered. This is the real deal, right? That's when you know they yeah, meant yeah. to be gory. That
2: one still stands the test of
3: time. It's one of the most gruesome fatalities. Right? In- oh, yeah. It, even, in the, even in the game, it was on another level
0: from all the other ones. Yeah, no. Cause so for people who don't know as well, this is... Okay, so Kung Lao has a hat that he wears when he fights, and it has, I guess, well... Blades wrapped around the the edge of the hat, so he takes it off and he slices the person from head down through his groin and splits them in half, and then they just fold open and you see their innards. So there it is. <laughs> One of the crin-
3: uh, cringiest fatalities. Well, not not like uh, cringiest uh, negatively, but uh, Ermac from Mortal Kombat X. Okay. Where he, he lifts the guy in the air with his uh, telekinesis power.
1: Oh yes. And then he
3: just he just pulls the the end this time's, and this time's from from the mouth <laughs> all of it and the guy's just a uh, girl gurg- girls as everything's getting pulled up. that that one i think a lot of people cringe when they saw it oh for that one, sure and the new eva one is pretty bad uh, uh which one the shiva one where oh
2: yeah.
3: in the head. oh yeah they're yes, spirits. the guy upside down slams him on the ground repeatedly until the jaw falls off. And then you hear all the gurgling noise from the throat. Oh and then she God. puts her her, uh, her foot on, on his head. And she lifts the body to rip off the head. But you can feel the struggle and the spine snapping. lift <sighs> lifts the body.
0: This one is, uh, this one is something. It is. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy what they come up with. Right. And that's the thing, how original they are with every iteration of Mortal Kombat that comes out. How they put together, and even the other atalities that they have. Like, again, me, I'm going back to old school. Like, the Bayalities, the brutalities, the friendships. Like, all these things that they come up with all the time to keep it fresh and to make Mortal Kombat. Because to me, I was never a big, huge fighting game guy. Like, yeah, I played Street Fighter like everyone did, of course. But as soon as Mortal Kombat came around, that changed everything because of the ending, like there was something after you beat the guy, like that just was a game changer to me. Yeah.
3: One of the funny things about the fatalities is that some of them are crazy, very
1: disgusting. Right. And some of them are so (laughs)
3: underwhelming. Like you have a character with so much, uh, so many abilities. Right. And it's so underwhelming. There's a, there's Geras in the new game. who uh, He can turn to sand. Oh. He can teleport. He can turn back time. Nice. And one of his fatalities is just he punches, he punches the person in the in the chest. Okay. It leaves a small dent. Then he go. He teleports to the back. He punches. Uh, it leaves another dent. And then he punches the person uh, on the back of the head, and the front of the face just like falls off.
0: <laughs> yeah. I but see. It's, so, it's
3: so weird. The punches are boring. It, The the guy can do so many things. How is this the best you can come up with? Sometimes I don't get it because I know they ask the, the employees around for
0: ideas. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't get it either. Like, to me, the one that stands out the most, obviously, is Liu Kang's original fatality, like a cartwheel into an uppercut. Like, to me... That's just, okay, like, I want some gore. I want something going well, on. There, there was some logic to this one because it was oh. a Shaolin monk. He was not supposed to kill people. Oh, I that's see. Also why, that's also why the street doesn't turn black when you do this one. Oh. Because you're not killing anyone. You see? I don't even know that after all these years. Shit, you just taught me something there. <laughs> yeah,
2: you can literally, uh, literally go through the entire game as Luke Kang and never kill anybody. Yeah.
0: Wow So what was (laughs) So why did they change it Nowadays your gang Would just fuck your shit up He doesn't care Well that's what I was just gonna say (laughs) What made them change their mind Do you guys know From going from part 1 Liu Kang To part 2 Where he turns into a dragon And bites you in half (laughs) Yeah I don't know And in Mortal Kombat 11
3: Uppercuts the guy The the upper body Explodes in pieces And then he just Plays target practice With his nunchakus On the pieces that fall down
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah John Tobias actually recently spoke on that and okay. said that um, in in Mortal Kombat 2, what happened is he had uh, I guess kind of ascended into Mortal Kombat Championship, okay, and then he had kind of become, you know, uh, if he didn't kill, he was gonna he wasn't gonna be able to defend his his title as Mortal Kombat champion. So oh, okay. um, so he knew that they were going to keep coming after him. And I guess Raiden kind of said, Hey, listen, man, you know, you're going to have to do something to defend yourself. And I mean, can I, if we're looking at story canon, uh, and, and the actual lore, right. Uh, I think the only person that Liu Kang has, uh, canonically killed is, is Shao Kahn, uh, and, and maybe some and maybe Goro or or Kentaro, sure, uh, yeah. going into the tournaments and whatnot. But after that, I mean, he hasn't canonically killed anybody. I mean, he's spared a lot of people too. Uh, like, you know, I can't. I can count. You know, now that MKDC is is canon to the storyline, mm-hmm. you know, he spared Scorpion. He spared. You know, there's there's a number of people he spared going into the fights and. He hasn't really killed a ton of people, so. Yeah. That being said, he's still kind of following his Shaolin guidelines.
0: Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Okay, so what are your favorite non-fatality alities that are out there?
2: Uh, Some of these friendships from Eleven are pretty good. Oh yeah, Sonya's so friendship.
0: Oh, there you go. So, how, how does that one go?
3: Uh, so Sonia and the game As a, a drone uh, Not a, Well It's not a drone But it's like A mechanical uh, It's like a dog But it's a gun Okay And And her fatality She waves a stick In front of him uh, In front of it And she throws it And uh, the The machine uh, Runs away And then she goes like
0: Oh But the machine comes back With a dead body oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome <laughs> See where did these guys come up with this stuff, man? <laughs> I don't know. This one was very good. <laughs> and now what about your favorite Mortal Kombat over the years? If you could only pick one to play for the rest of your life, which one would it be?
2: I would say Mortal Kombat Deception for me. Um, just because the, all my favorite characters are there. Okay. Uh, um, the, the premise of the game is... is uh, very lore heavy and story rich. Uh, conquest mode was very uh, entertaining, and it, it has enough to engage you for hours. Plus, it had chess combat and uh, and other modes. But there was there was a lot of stuff packed into the game that actually had some actual meaning to it, and it felt it felt like a complete product. Um, the costumes for the characters felt good. There was actual weight to the character's stories. I mean there's loss uh, you know, sub, with sub zero and frost, there was Scorpion, uh, coming back from the Soul NATO because he he was the Elder God's champion. But at the same time you had Shujinko, who was doing the same goal and trying to undermine Scorpion, and then you had like all, all kinds of other stuff. Uh, but it, it it to me was the most I mean, aesthetically, the costumes were the best in that game. Um, had the best characters. You had Order Realm. You had Chaos Realm. You had Smoke and, and Noob Saibot operating as a sub-boss. Um, you had Onaga, who was one of the best villains of the series. Uh, to me, it, it stood the test of time, and it, it's still probably one of the best 3D era games.
0: Nice.
2: I, yeah, the, the thing with the,
3: the 3D era... Uh, people don't have fun, not everyone has fun memories of it necessarily because of the gameplay, because they were used to the the 2D games, but story-wise, yeah. all the games are very cool. I, I, I'd say the story is a, it's about as good as the original trilogy. All, all the games follow each other, Deadly Alliance goes straight into Deception, mm. and it, it, it does this cool thing where... All the important ca- uh, all the characters you're used to, like Jack, Sonia, Kitana, Koglao, uh, Liu Kang, they're all either, uh, either dead or mind-controlled by the end of the game. Right. So in Deception, the good guys are all the secondary characters that are usually not in the spotlight, and they're the ones who have to deal with Onaga. The only characters who's used to this is Sub-Zero. The other ones are all new. Like Sindel is not usually on the front fighting with the good guys. Well, this time right. she is Nightwolf.
0: Frost. Uh, uh, well, not Frost at this point, but yeah, no, that's also cool. I yeah, know those are great picks for sure. And I was gonna say what's the worst character, but I was thinking this, like, you know how in some fighting games you usually have like the top one or two guys. Like for example, everyone always compares a Street Fighter. Everyone always picks Ryu or Ken. You know what I mean? But in Mortal Kombat, you always have like people pick at least ten different characters that they love. There's not really that one shitty character that no one never plays, right? So it's sort of hard to say. But if you could, what is one character that you wish never graced Mortal Kombat ever? Suhao. Sure. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I don't have a negative viewpoint on any of the characters. I think they all have potential, but the 3D era had a lot of new characters that they did not really mesh with the story that much. Okay. So, like, you take some combat, someone like Cobra He's a very generic guy. He's from the street. He beats people up, so he gets uh, he gets hired to beat people up. I think I, I I don't hate Cobra, but he could be much more, and he could be. I think all the characters could be easily brought back, but he's one of the more
2: generic ones. He does absolutely nothing special. So Cobra was was based on a combination of Ken and Joey Lawrence from the Karate Kid movies.
0: Oh, okay.
2: So Karate Kid. So, he, he was part of Cobra Kai. So, if you look, look at Cobra's gi, it right. actually looks like the Cobra Kai logo.
0: Oh, okay, okay. And
2: has blonde hair.
0: <laughs> there you go. And he
2: has the whole strike hard, strike fast, no mercy. Mm. Yeah, that's, for, that, that's what they were going
3: for. But then, story-wise, he was one of the most useless part of Deception, all things considered.
2: He doesn't
3: do anything, yeah. He just follows uh, Ke- Cabal Havoc and Kira. Kira doesn't do much either. But at least she filled the Kano Sonia
0: hole by stealing all their moves. Oh, there you go. <laughs> okay, so I got to ask, when's the release date, guys? When do you think this is going to drop? Obviously, COVID pending and all that. But what do you guys see for the foreseeable future?
2: We're going to have to... Actually, right now, we're, we're looking at finishing the book once MK11 finishes their DLC cycle and the movie cycle. Um, So we're hoping for quarter one, 2021, we can pitch again to Warner Brothers and get it out there. Um, That's the plan right now.
0: Sounds like a good one for me, and I can't wait to get my hands on this for sure. Okay, before we get into the dumbass of the week, actually, it's no longer the dumbass. I'm changing it today you guys are the first ones to hear this to everyone out there. Now it's going to be the weirdo of the week because there's so much weird shit that happens out there. I don't want to just limit it to one person. Now it's going to be stories. It's going to be towns. It's going to be a bunch of people. It just makes it easier for me to do my research. So, But before we get to the new weirdo of the week, other than Mortal Kombat, what games are you guys playing? Well, I assume you guys are gamers at heart. So what do you guys like other than playing Mortal Kombat or fighting games? Uh, right now, I'm playing uh, Marvel's Avengers. Oh, nice. There you go. How, how is that going? Because yeah. I haven't got my hands on that yet. Uh, it's very cool. The story is, uh,
3: is uh, very, very good. It follows Kamala Khan. Okay how she gets her power, and how she tries to get the Avengers back together.
0: Nice, yeah, it's I, a good story. I, I've heard good but, things about it.
3: Yeah, it's it is very repetitive gameplay wise. They're supposed to like it's a software as a service, so it, it's going to get updated with new stuff. But right. a lot of people ran through all the evo- all, uh, all the available stuff, available missions, and stuff at about a week wow so they're already like complaining that the game is boring and repetitive
0: and i guess it is but mm, maybe i play it two or three hours during the week so i'm not at that point yet yeah so it's it's fine for me no i'm I'm the same way that's pretty much my my video game intake for the week well not during covid now but before covid i was the same thing two to three hours a week now i'm doing a little bit more because friday nights and saturday nights me and the wife don't really go out as much, but yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. Like to me, I think a lot of people want 60 to 80 hour gameplay experiences. I'm good with friggin' six to eight hours. So I could just fly through games and play even more of them. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Mike? What are you playing nowadays? So
2: it's been a little bit of a couple things. things. Uh, so I play a lot of monster hunter world iceborne okay. and uh, that's, that's a grind fest in itself. But uh, that Doom Eternal um, and nice. a lot of Dark Souls games. Really? Uh, yeah, I, I just—I guess I love the challenge of it. Oh. Uh, I sink a lot of hours in Dark Souls games.
0: See, I'm the complete opposite, again, my friend. I'm—I've—I've I've played the original old school era video games when you would throw your controller at the screens. I'm over and done that as an older man in his forties now. I want the easy, very easy, very, very, very easy, even if it's available to play cuz i don't want to get frustrated playing video games anymore i just i just can't do it man <laughs> i got
2: gotcha. maybe i got a couple of years I, I, had a, I feel that way
3: <laughs> i had a short time where i think it was a uh... With the, not the last Ratchet and Clank, but the one before that, I played it on hard, and I was like, man, playing games on hard, it's so much cooler, because now I need to actu- actually learn how to play it properly, how to use the weapons at the right time, That's to get the true. best results, and I was so glad, but right after that, I was like, if I play every game on hard, it's going to take me forever to beat them all, so I'm fine on normal.
0: Well, for example, I just finished playing a uh, Sh- Shovel Knight, I know, I'm, I know I'm late to it, and if you haven't played that, that's a very hard game for today's standards. Like, you know what I mean? It's like sort of Mega Man-esque type of difficulty. But... I oh my god you're right Tommy like I I played it and I was like shit I can't just fly through this I got to actually learn the patterns of the guys again this is like old school shit where you got to memorize stuff and be precise and perfect and land exactly where you're supposed to and do everything correct and it's like oh man but again you get that sense of achievement once you clear it I was so go- I, I haven't been as happy since probably clearing a Mega Man game than I have clearing Shovel Knight to tell you the truth <laughs> it's,
2: it's a good it's a good feeling. Because Tommy's a big Mega
0: Man guy Oh there you yeah. go Oh so am I. I I love it And again With the new releases Of the, the repackaged ones That are coming out In the collections Where you could put it on oh, yeah. easy Now you can fl- actually Fly through it And not be stuck Playing it through one Oh I, I, I just love it I, I love the new easy modes On all the Mega Mans <laughs> It makes me enjoy it even yeah. better I,
3: I thought a, a Mega Man 11 Was kind of weird Difficulty wise Because I thought it was like When you start playing It's very hard very hard i had a hard time getting to any
0: buses or beating any of them yes but as you progress uh, there, there's this uh,
3: store where you can buy e-tanks and lives and after two or three buses you you can go in every level with nine lives and nine e-tanks and now it's just easy because you don't even think
0: about it anymore well that's what i always found about the Mega Man games i always found that like the first two or three times through or the first two or three bosses it's always incredibly hard But until you get to the last boss, obviously, either with uh, the Wily stages or the Sigma stages for Mega Man X, it was like those were hard, obviously. But, yeah, you start off hard, but then it gets easier where it's the opposite in every other game where it starts easy and gets harder, right? Yeah. Uh,
3: Well, except for uh, Mega Man 7, that had the hardest Wily version ever.
0: Oh, was that the one on PlayStation 1, right? Uh, no, 7, it was on Super Nintendo. Oh yes, the last one to come out on Super Nintendo. Yes, okay, that's right. Yeah. Which threw electric ice and fireballs, reappearing mm. for one second, and it was incredibly hard. And I heard even the, the game director said, yeah, I made it very hard on purpose. <laughs> oh well again you, my wife's my witness when i play a game and i keep dying the first thing i see out uh, that comes out of my mouth i'm like if i could get my hands on the creator of this fucking level i'm gonna fucking wring their necks out <laughs> <laughs> it's always for i'm like i hope they're enjoying themselves laughing at everyone who's who they're having some misery tonight <laughs> yeah on, on the Mega Man Legacy collection uh two Okay, I yeah. think it has a Mortal Kombat, uh, not Mortal Kombat, <laughs> Mega Man 7, 8, uh, 9, 10. There are some uh, challenges in every
3: game. And one right. of the challenges was beating the Mega Man 7 boss without any, any tanks or like one life bar. Yeah, okay. And I managed, I managed to do it and I was
0: Shut very up. excited. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. see, I thought I was a good Mega Man player because back in the day when uh, they first came out, as they came out, I've cleared every Mega Man until it started getting ridiculous after because then there was just one almost every year. But like the original ones on Nintendo and Super Nintendo leading up to PlayStation, I cleared all of them when they were out. Now going back I can't do that. I don't know how the hell I did it uh, as a kid. But I thought I was gonna uh, Mega Man games. But for you to do that, oh my God. Like you, you, you you're at the top of the it, mountain it, it my friend. Took a while. I found some uh, I found some strategies online where right. I think
3: when he appears if you shoot a light uh when Wily appears if you shoot him with a. With uh, with the electric attack, he automatically fades out again, and he doesn't attack you. So it was always, where is he appearing? Can I hit him with his weakness from there? And if not, can I shoot him quickly enough with the the ice or electric weapon to make him disappear? And when he's within range and I hit him, uh, can I avoid all his attacks? I ended up doing it. Another challenge that was really hard was on the first Legacy Collection. uh, That had given one through six, and one of the challenges was beating... Every single Robot masters from the sixth game. Oh and you had one God. hour.
0: Oh, my God. No, thank you. I, I think I did it.
3: I finished it at uh, 56 wow. seconds. Uh, minutes, I mean.
0: Oh, you're crazy, man. I don't know how you have the patience for stuff like that. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was
3: three that I had a hard time with. I think it was a chargeman, the train, right. and uh, a needleman, and another one that I just couldn't get the pattern down. So they were the hardest ones.
0: But, right. yeah, I took the time to do it. <laughs> well, it's all just muscle memory. Like I said, if you have the patience, and I think, honestly, if you're if you're decent at a video game and you know what you're doing, if you spend enough time, you could clear any video game. I, I don't care what anyone says. That's
3: kind of the gaming I do nowadays. I have a lot of games. I still have games on PlayStation 3, like the Mass Effect Trilogy. I still oh, want to get to that.
0: Shit.
3: I have tons of games on PS4 that I have never played. Right. And then... Oh, I should! Uh, I should get! I, I'm so behind on Assassin's Creed. I still haven't played oh. Syndicate. But then oh. they released a new collection, and then I played this for two months. For, <laughs> and my, everyone's like, "Why are you not playing the, the new games?" And I, Mega Man is so good. Why would I? Why would I
0: wait to play it? Oh, but I gotta tell you, Odyssey, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, is my favorite game of all time. Like, I sunk 160 hours into that game. That's how much I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> It is an amazing, awesome game. So you guys ready for the weirdo of the week? Let's yep. go. Okay. So we're talking about fatalities and some gruesome stuff. So this is going to get a little bit gruesome. So, okay. I'm sure once in our lifetimes, all of us have either gone camping, have fallen asleep outside in our backyards, on our front porches, whatever it is. I, I assume someone knows of sleeping outside, right? Yeah. So there's there's this one woman out in Russia. She fell asleep in her yard. So the next day she wakes up and her throat is like throbbing. She's not a smoker or anything. And then she starts getting this like aches in her stomach. So what a smart person does, she goes to the doctor. And then the doctor is like, okay, I'm going to just put the scope down your throat and see what's going on. Maybe there's an infection or something or maybe it's even your tonsils. Who knows, right? So he proceeds to go put the scope down and he pretty much doesn't see anything. It's all normal. But then when he starts pulling out... Guess in a million years what came out with this scope wrapped around it? Well, uh, I was going to say a snake if it's wrapped around it. You are <laughs> you are correct, my friend. A four-foot really? snake managed to crawl down this woman's throat while she slept in her yard without her noticing. Uh-huh. But now the the article never said if the snake came out alive or not. It just said it was all covered in her stomach acid. And stuff like that. But here's the kicker now. After it it appeared online, people were saying that, no, 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 that's not a snake. That's apparently some parasite or worm that grew inside her stomach to four feet long. And then it just happened that she fell asleep outside and it was all circumstance and uh, coincidence that it happened that day. Now, what's worse, a parasite or a worm growing in your stomach for God knows how long and then coming out or a snake in your stomach? What would you guys rather have? (laughs) Oh, my God i have no idea right
2: I'm, i mean at least with the parasite you're losing weight <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one because those parasites can get so freaking long i've seen a video somewhere right at the time of a guy
3: who pulled one out well, of his butt but it was so freaking long yeah of
0: his butt see that's even worse okay see now I'll, I'll take this back i'd rather take something out of my throat from my stomach than take something four foot long out of my butt sorry
1: yeah! <laughs>
0: yeah! Oh my God! Now think about that fatality. Say for someone like reptile, who turns into a reptile, goes down someone's throat, and then go, <laughs> or it goes down oh, someone's yeah. throat and comes out of their ass. There you go. Yeah. That's why they need to bring back animalities. Oh, that's right. So when did they stop doing animalities?
3: Uh,
0: they were only in Mortal
3: Kombat three and trilogy.
0: Are you serious? That's it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. oh man yeah they gotta seriously bring them back wow wow well, you, you king did get his dragon
3: transformation in mortal kombat 9 but he was the only one. Oh, and Kotal khan uh, turns into uh leopard slash jaguar slash big cat in mortal kombat 11 but it's okay. not really an animality
1: right. but i
0: guess
3: it's a referenced one
0: wow okay well before i, I got one last question before i let you guys go we didn't even touch on it. The movies, the animated series, all this sort of stuff, the new movie that's coming out. So are you guys fans of the original movies? Yeah. yeah. Okay, because so am I. Because everyone's always like on the because some people say it's a bit corny, but uh, to me, at the time, I think it was the best video game to movie adaptation because it followed the story completely to a T, I found. I disagree with this part though because oh. uh, there's some rumors that the new movie will have a
3: uh, a new character the main character is an original character from the movie that, oh. that lives in the mortal Kombat universe okay. and a lot of people are saying that the first movie followed the story completely but then the first movie sub-zero and scorpion are brainwashed buddies working for shang song
0: that's true too yeah
3: and if you follow the, the first game sub-zero was an asset what was a an assassin i think he was there to kill shang Tsung.
0: Yes, you're right. So I guess maybe the best one that followed suit was the new Scorpion animated movie that dropped, I guess, what was it, beginning of this year when it came out, I think?
2: Yeah, that was probably the closest. Right? You're going to get to the tournament, yeah. Well, I think even if Annihilation was the
3: the weirdest movie of all time, right. I think it followed the story very closely because it had all the characters from Trilogy, yeah. the, uh, the exact story. It had weird underground Balls, subways thing that never appeared in the movies, but it did follow the movie pretty closely.
0: Now, game, I mean. do you guys remember that web series that came out a few years ago on YouTube? I think each episode was like 10 minutes long, and then if you put it all together, it's like the length of a full featured movie.
2: Yeah,
0: Legacy. Legacy, that's it. Yes, did you guys enjoy that one? Uh, I enjoyed the first
2: season more than the second season, but um, yeah, it was good
0: see because I... I haven't seen
3: i haven't seen the second the second season yet i've seen the first one i thought there was right. some good some episodes were good some were so so the radiant episode was kind of weird like he's a god who by pure accident ends up in a psych psychic ward and no one believes him but if he's
0: a god right. he can just like teleport and get get out of there i know I know there, there, there I were some holes. Weird. Yeah, see, because to me the only thing that I love, like, because I don't think a Mortal Kombat story could be in a one and a half hour movie. I think it would be best suited as either some kind of anime that plays out on Netflix, a la like how Castlevania was done, or even I don't think it should be live action either. As much as I want to see it, I think something in the anime vein told over an amount of seasons versus just like again like I said one movie I think that's the best thing for Mortal Kombat at least in my opinion
3: yeah something like Castlevania on Netflix
0: on Netflix exactly like because look what that's done to Castlevania like you know what I mean like they even said like just people uh, repurchasing Castlevania games when they started watching that on Netflix because it's not really to the story but it's close enough where people could get sunk into the lore of Castlevania and there's so much to tell there yeah
3: And that's why I'm open-minded to the idea of an original character in the
0: movie, uh, Uh. the new movie, as as long as it doesn't turn like President Evil. I was just uh, going to say, yes, (laughs) exactly. But then you follow a new character and
3: you're not uh, chained down by the backstories of everyone else. Like if you, pick, uh, if you decide that Scorpion is going to be the main character yeah. you, have, you and you want to follow the games, you have to stick to Scorpion's story. But if you have this new character, he can meet Scorpion. There can be references to Scorpion's story, but you're not locked
0: by them. You don't have to follow them because True.
3: the fans will know what he's doing when he's
0: not on the screen. Yeah, no kidding. Exactly. You said it best, my friend. So, guys, plug your shit where people could find you, where people could follow you for more news with the Mortal Kombat, all that fun stuff. I'll let Mike, you could go first.
2: Uh, you can find us at Twitter, at EncyclopediaMK. You can also find us on Facebook, at the Mortal Kombat Encyclopedia Project. Or you can follow us individually. Uh, Tommy is at Evil Star Legacy. And myself, at Son of Winter. Um we're fairly active on Twitter uh, as well as Facebook, and we try to get back to people as quick as possible. Um, and we uh, we do as much as we can to uh, share our updates and our progress with our fans and uh, followers.
0: Yeah, nice. What we'll have my chat? And for myself, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter under Finga Styles. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, the Podcast Dap. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments, anything you want to get off your chest at thepodcastdap at gmail.com. Please rewind to the top of the show. Support those fine sponsors, because if it helps them out, it helps me out. Visit my Tee Public store, buy something nice. But most importantly, please rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms. Now, one last question before I let you guys go and we sign off. If there was no Mortal Kombat in an alternate universe... What would what fighting game do you think would be top on your list? Uh, <laughs> when I was uh, younger, my second favorite fighting game uh, series was Tekken. Oh, okay.
3: so
2: I guess it would be Tekken. There you go. I'd probably also go with Tekken. Uh, that's my second favorite as well. Uh, Tekken Two uh, really kind of swept me off my feet there when they jumped into the 3D foray and uh, Tekken Tag was was something else. I always played with Devil and uh, and Ogre. I love that cheap combo of being able to recast <laughs> the screen and uh, shoot laser beams and just, like, spam the shit out of that and knock my opponents back and, and just really play unfairly. I mean, Tekken... And, and then there's always Gone who has a hitbox of, like, 100%. <laughs> like, you couldn't hit that thing if you tried. Like Tekken has always had like a special place in my heart. It's it's always there. And the characters are endearing and uh the the Kazuya family um and all that drama that goes on and uh the most recent entry that introduced Akuma into the lore um uh, as a canon character in Tekken uh really really kinda helped uh intrigue me further.
1: That is what I awesome. liked the most about Tekken was the ending animations. Oh. The, uh, the CGI
3: animations, they were so cool at the time.
0: Yeah, there was not nothing kidding. like it. Yeah, you are so of right. Course, now you watch them on YouTube and yeah. it looks awful, but back then it was mind blowing. It's so funny how we thought the blocky graphics era looked so good, didn't we? It's so weird.
1: <laughs> oh, man. I feel so bad. <laughs>
0: oh shit well people who are listening please support these fine gentlemen they've put a lot of work into this mortal Kombat encyclopedia that's going to be released very shortly follow them stay tuned please purchase whatever you can from them support them in every which way so on that note he's mike he's tommy i'm steve this is the podcast peace